We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <laughs> I mean, that was by far his most incoherent yeah, that was brutal. pick segment. I mean, he <laughs> That was, uh, yeah. Hopefully it gets better than that, but it's going to be tough. As he just goes, that man's 70-something years old. He's not going to get better than that. Well, I'm talking about, no, my point is hopefully the audio gets worse than that, I guess. You know, ah. but I, I think that might be his crown jewel. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, are you <laughs> hoping he can top that? Yeah, I don't know. he probably can't. We hope you twop that, okay? Yeah. Somebody got to lose a win, right? <laughs> right. Right. Somebody got to lose a win, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you hear that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, see that? 855-212-4CBS. It is wow. time for your college football phone calls yeah. with Brian Jones. But first, before we get to the lines, we will get to him a- immediately. I, I promise you. Uh, Brian Jones has a message for his uh, Twitter haters uh, via... The LSU-Auburn game. Right. A great win by LSU. I think all of us across the board picked Auburn to win this ball game where they've been rolling on offense since uh, that loss to to Clemson. And and defensively, they've been playing extremely well. LSU, eke out a win on the road in the swamp, get a a missed extra point by uh, by Florida. So they've got a little momentum. They played with more passion a week ago. And then they come out uh, the other day. And they get behind the eight ball. What are they down twenty three to nothing? Uh, they're in the. I was feeling great about my pick. Yeah, boy. I'm sure you you were. I was feeling great about my pick as well. And, and then LSU comes out of the locker room, a totally different team. A great job by their defense. Dave Aranda's guys gave up about one thirty nine on the ground in the first half. Only about fifty one in the second half. So they shut down that running game of Auburn, and they wanted to put the onus on, on Jared Stidham. And and Stidham, I don't, I can't put this on him. I put it on Chip Lindsey, their, their OC. Every pass he threw was down. It was a bomb. See, like it was a bomb. They were throwing, going for the big shot each and every time. Where are the intermediate routes? Why don't you try to hit a back out of the backfield? Everything seemed to be 20, 30 yards down the field, and they were not connecting. I think the guy was uh, Stidham was about two for twelve. Uh, and passing in the second half, he couldn't hit anything. And so a great job by that defense. And we said that in addition to saying, and this is during our post-game show on College Football Today, said in addition to that, the, the I think it was the third down play the last series for Auburn, clearly there was a helmet-to-helmet hit. Now, I get excoriated a year ago talking about keeping your head on the swivel when it was Alabama, Texas A&M. Excoriation. And you, you, you see an Alabama player hit. Uh, a returner for for uh, Texas A and M. Nothing's called. Clearly clocks him. Damn good hit. Skull and crossbone for that young. At least, least back in the day. Now you get an interception and a and M player hits the Alabama player square in the face, and that's targeting. So I don't know what the hell targeting is. Is my point. And, and you get Stidham hit face mask to face mask. Nothing's called. And, and so we mentioned that in addition to what I just said. And, and people it, are all over And you. people are, oh, you have terrible, terrible post-game show. You, you, you're talking about the non-targeting call instead of the great effort by LSU. We mentioned the great effort by LSU. 
Yeah. These people, they hear what they want to hear. They hear exactly what they want to hear. Selective hearing is what we call it. emboldened by the win, and they want to go after you because nobody picked them when they probably felt like they weren't going to win the game either. Uh, 855-212-4CBS. It's time now for Brian Jones. Open phones. 855-212-4227. Sheila in Alabama kicks us off. What's happening, Sheila? Go ahead. Hey, guys. Good morning. Good Good morning, morning, Sheila. Hey, I just wanted to call and give you guys a big old roll of tide. <laughs> <laughs> big old roll tide? Yeah. <laughs> wow, Sheila. Well, cool. Yeah, I mean, you got to be feeling pretty good about yourselves now, especially when people were saying that Clemson was a better team and then they lose to Syracuse Friday night. I mean, you're the, the, the undisputed best team in the country. Oh, exactly. And, you know, I took to Twitter and I was like, you know what? Happy Friday the 13th, Shabo. <laughs> Sheila. Sheila's one of those people. She's one of those people that gets on you on Twitter. She's, she's trolling folks. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? You're allowed. You Sheila. better look out for Tennessee. Big rivalry week. If I can oh, spit it out. Yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Trust me, I'm joking. Yeah, no. Uh, not the least bit worried. All right, Sheila, and you shouldn't be. So, uh, thanks yeah, for but the call. don't take anyone lightly. Well, they don't won't. take don't take the rat poison. Well, Sheila can take them lightly. The team right. cannot. Sheila can feel yeah, the way she wants sure. to feel, and uh, and she will Friday the thirteenth, Dabo. <laughs> I love that. How great and Dabo is that? then flies to Tuscaloosa because they're uh, commemorating the '92 national championship team there at. At Alabama, so uh, I'm sure that was a trip he didn't want to make after losing. Jay is in Palacios, Texas, on CBS Sports Radio. Palacios! What's happening, Jay? Good morning. Good morning, guys. What's uh, Brian, if you had to pick your four playoff teams uh, as of right now, who would they be? Wow. He got those deep deep voice like a boy Kevin in pretty good. Pretty good. Hey, by the way, Palacios, home of Oscar Giles, my former teammate at UT and current uh, defensive line coach at UT. Uh, Alabama, Penn State, hmm, Georgia, Georgia, and guess you gotta go Wisconsin. They're undefeated. Yeah, but a lot of there's the Big Ten's still wide open. Really, you got so much, so many games left to be played. Right. You know what? I probably, I would. I guess you're probably right. If you know, if you had to pick them now, that that'd be pretty good. And I'd probably put TCU. I'd probably go TCU or Wisconsin at, at, at four. Uh, TCU schedule a little bit more uh, taxing than Beefy. Wisconsin yeah. uh, at, at this point. But, uh, yeah, I'd probably opt for TCU instead of Wisconsin. Well, I think it'll definitely be TCU once we – I mean, that's going to be the consensus as the week goes on just because you haven't heard a lot of Wisconsin as that right. you know team on the outside looking in. You've seen TCU on that 5-6 line with – with most people now for several weeks, and I could easily see that. And they knocked off two uh, ranked teams. Yeah. They go to Oklahoma State and beat them, and, and West Virginia came to their house, and they knocked them off uh, a, a week ago. So I would probably have TCU uh, ahead of Wisconsin as we sit here right now. couple open lines for you. Grab one at Jay. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Your unique opportunity to talk to one of the experts in this great country of ours about college football. Not everybody gets this opportunity. You get it right now on Geo and Jones. Uh, James is in Tucson on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, James? Hey, how you guys doing this morning? Uh, Brian, I got a question for you about the new rankings that came out yesterday. Oklahoma ranked number nine. Ohio State ranked number six. We beat them. 
What's going on? Do we have a chance to get back in that playoff picture as well? Yeah, uh, you're talking about Oklahoma. Yeah, I think they do. And uh, unfortunately for my Longhorns, you can't spot your your rival 20 points and and you claw your way back. You can get the lead at 20. 423, excellent showing uh, by Ellinger once again. Uh, defense, I don't know what the hell's happening. They're going the wrong direction, leaving wide receivers wide open. And I'm talking about my Longhorns uh, here, James. But uh, Baker Mayfield is the man, especially when they're wide ass open, as Andrews, <laughs> a tight end, was that last touchdown pass uh, he threw. But I thought maybe he'd hurt his shoulder, and I think he did hurt it, but he came back in and, and threw some darts and helped lead him to a victory. Uh, I think what's going on here is you had. Ohio State lose to a ranked Oklahoma team. You have Oklahoma lose at home to an unranked Iowa State football team. That's why they're ahead of you currently. And, you know, that don't work itself out. But it's, it has to be the fact that Oklahoma lost to Iowa State. Yeah, that's, I mean, that, that, that's, a, that's an easy it. one. You can't, yeah. you can't look at head-to-heads in that situation. And what you look at is you look at two one-loss teams and what that one loss is. And one loss is just one where it was a two behemoths going up against one another. Another one was a huge upset where we got you know, embarrassed at home in a game yep. that there's no, you had no business losing. Yeah, and you were up like 24 to 3 in that ball game. I just, right. I mean, that was like a, a Disney movie, what happened in that Iowa State game. So, uh, I mean, that's basically what, uh, what the deal is there. Um, but Oklahoma still. Wide open, just like Clemson ran the table a year ago, got into the college football playoff. Oklahoma has done it, and, and they could do it again. We'll see. TCU, though, right now is sitting there undefeated. I believe TCU goes to Oklahoma uh, this year. 855-2124-CBS. Tim is in California on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Tim? Hey, how you guys doing today? Great, Tim. What do you got for us? All right, so uh, I have a quick question for you guys. Um, do you? I am a Notre Dame fan. So I'm, I'm a bit on the homer side, but I feel like as the, the only loss they have is, is to a very good Georgia team, one point loss, and uh, supposedly there were many opportunities for us to be able to win that game. Now, it, I kind of look at that almost as like a win. So what, what's your guys' take on Notre Dame? And I <laughs> well, I'll, I'll say forward. this: if, if they run the table, it's going to be very hard to keep them out. <laughs> I'll, I, now, it's funny when you look at the loss as a win. Tim, but, come on, man. It's but a still, win. <laughs> if it was a win, you'd be in great shape right now. But, I mean, is it crazy to say that if Notre Dame runs a table with who they have on their schedule left? That they, NC be, State, Miami, and USC, USC and yeah. Stanford. Right. And Stanford waxed but Oregon. at Stanford. The rest, right. I think, are home games. Yeah. And, and if they yeah. win, they win out, they're in. Notre Dame is in this bad boy if they win out with that remaining schedule. And Navy. I think Navy's on there as right, well. Right. So that's five quality wins if they get W's in those ball games. Those so, are big yes. ifs, though. Especially, I mean, going to Stanford, yeah. that's going to be a That'd tough. Be tough. Um, so why? You calling running the table right now, Tim? Yeah, absolutely. All right, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I look at that as a win. As that, right? Even though we lost. Yeah, I mean, come only, on. Even though we had 55 yards rushing and every other game over 200 yards rushing, that's a win. No, it's not. It's an L, man. <laughs> Deal with it. Yeah. Well, I uh, I do think if you're a Notre Dame fan, where you came from yep. with the Brian Kelly press conference and the one-possession loss stuff and all of the mm-hmm. swirling rumors – to hear where this is even a discussion is pretty damn good. I would uh, agree. Is, is really damn good. And that Georgia team, I mean, all that does is bolster their resume yeah. the more that they look great. I mean, Jake Fromm is one of my favorite players in college football now because he keeps getting better every week, too. He just 
you could see him maturing almost every snap. And he doesn't uh, have to do a lot. With that running game, he doesn't have to do a lot. I mean, he threw some some great balls the other day, but usually, what is he, right around 12, 15 attempts per game. Uh, at some point, they're going to some team will knock that running game out of the equation, and it'll be all about him. How annoyed were you with the Oklahoma loss? Uh, very. Uh, well, the Texas the lost to Oklahoma, yeah. rather. Yeah, uh, because of the defense. I thought they'd fix what they, they uh, screwed up on last week versus K-State. But once again, wide receivers wide-ass open. What the heck is going on? I, that makes no sense. In the last touchdown they give up, it's a simple little route by the, the tight end. The dude is the biggest cat out there. How do you lose sight of him? Now, I've been in, out there on the field where you've had busts and you didn't communicate well, but this has happened now two weeks in a row. You're supposed to fix that, and now you're in the fourth quarter of this ball game. You've seen pretty much all their formations. How the hell you not find that receiver? How do you not find that tight end? Wide open. There were so many plays there. When they watch that film, uh, it's going to be pitiful, and they're going to have a horrible feeling in their stomach because they gave that damn game away. Eight five five two one two four CBS Dan's in Albany, New York on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Dan? Good morning. Good morning to you guys. How you doing, Dan? Uh, I'm doing all right. Headed into work here this morning and uh, watching the game on Saturday. Clemson against Syracuse. <laughs> uh, big upset. Uh, Brian, what are your thoughts on the uh, whole? Upset. Yeah, it probably felt like Saturday because they say they played him again on Saturday. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no, actually, that one didn't go into midnight or anything like that. I don't believe like these back twelve games do. Uh, I just thought it was an excellent showing by Dino Babers' team. Uh, They they came to play and they were fired up. The fans were fired up, and you get in that small, intimate environment and you allow um, Syracuse to get on top early and build some momentum. Uh, that's what that's what can happen, and you do everything that's required to ensure you lose. Like penalties, I think they just had one turnover, but the penalties uh, hurt uh, Clemson as well. And their defense, I expected them to be yeah, that's more the... ferocious. But you look at Dungy and how well he played at quarterback. This kid was lights out, uh, using his feet and and, and Ishmael. How many penalties on that young man for pushing off and still uh, they weren't able to corral him when they needed to, uh, this receiver for for Syracuse? He had – I don't know if I've seen a, another receiver with so many P.I.s uh, called on them than him the other night, but yet he still made some big, huge plays for that offense. Yeah, the biggest shocker to me was the Clemson defense. I mean, it doesn't yeah. matter where you play or who you're playing. I mean, they have showed that they're going to be the best unit on the field and they just weren't on, on Friday night. All right, coming up next, Chiefs and Steelers. Yesterday, an unbelievable finish. It was a little bit of a rough start to that game. It was a tough one, but then ends up being a classic by the end. 855-212-4CBS if you want to join us. Plenty more NFL and college football to talk about. Randy Cross in 45 minutes. Keep it right here. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Website for the college radio station from Hofstra. I don't know why he would be doing this, but he was. So he goes to me, he goes, hey, come over here. And I looked, and the radio station at Hofstra, which I didn't work for, is claiming that I did work there. Hmm. And on top of that, they've got my name spelled completely wrong (laughs) and my job wrong. (laughs) <laughs> What's your job? Well, title? I'm still in Pittsburgh apparently after three years, <laughs> and my last name is just totally butchered. So they're like uh, Wikipedia. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. 
Well, apparently if they type you into Wikipedia, my picture comes up. I've yeah. seen people tweet me that. Yeah. Mr. Giannotti has a degree from Hofstra. Yeah. yeah. So I did not. I made the conscious decision not to work at their radio station because I believed that that was going to hold me back as opposed to going to getting an internship at a real radio station. That's what I did, mm-hmm. and it worked out. Uh, so should I make a stink about this or just leave it the way it is? Just leave it the way it is, or just—it's incorrect, though. You never worked at the radio station, right? And if you had worked at the radio station, at least call them up and say, "Spell my name correctly, please." Uh, or should so I just I, let it go because nobody's seeing this but Pete Bellotti? Hofstra, you know. I mean, nobody's really seeing. Well, it. What does it matter, really? I mean, There's two ways to look at it. It's like one, now. it's like insulting, and the other thing, it's like it doesn't matter. So it's insulting to be associated with their. No, radio it's station? insulting that they don't do enough. Like they're claiming me yeah. when I wasn't even there, and then not never, even putting my real credentials up there. False advertising. Yeah, never I mean, once did you step foot into that radio station. I never worked there. No, wow. I mean they played. I, I I won an award for like a long form feature piece that they played on the radio station mm-hmm. because all the radio students did a thing, but I never worked there, never once. Oh. Never stepped. I couldn't even tell you where it was you on You did campus. a feature for the radio station. No, I did a feature for my class mm. that was submitted by the teacher ah. to be a part of the whole school thing, and then they ended up playing well, it on the radio station. Why don't they just correct the record and say, hey, you didn't work at the radio station, but he is a graduate from Hofstra. Just do that. Yeah, I have to get my job right and my name right. I mean, yeah. the, the job, okay, fine. They, they did it a couple of years ago, didn't update it, whatever. You can't even spell my name right. Spell it. Hofstra. Well, you have I, mean, to I found it. You yes. have to go correct that. It's just pathetic. Is that a picture of me? No. <laughs> oh, no, it's right. a picture yeah. of Pete. <laughs> I mean, it's just pathetic. I mean, you you, you know, you pay to go to school there. They, my name is on all the class transcripts, whatever. It's on the spelled on the diploma correctly. You can't even find it in your system to spell it right? Yeah, I think you should uh, reach out and touch them. Apparently, it's an issue altogether because... Uh, my friend Keith Irizarry, who uh, you can see on Tops during their <laughs> oh, really? fantasy segment, there's no mention of that or any of his other current work. Uh, it, this is like five they years old. spell his name right? Uh, I think so. I can't tell you. No, there might be a Z missing in Irizarry, actually. You know what? I am going to make a stink out of this. You want to know why? You want to know why? Because you, you do damn commencement speeches at your alma mater, yeah. and I can't even get my name spelled right. Nope. <laughs> This is nonsense. You're up there in a cap and gown talking to Joel Osteen, and I'm still working in Pittsburgh. I'm surprised they haven't co-opted uh, Katie Nolan for this as well, since so she's Media another Hofstra. Oh, really? She's not on there either? No, she. they, they like, I guess, respect her disdain for them. <laughs> <laughs> because her name, unless they're not spelling Nolan in the traditional like way. She doesn't either? No, no, she oh, might. Greg oh. doesn't. I mean, oh, I know. He, yeah. he doesn't like any damn thing. That's uh, not true. It is true. I, well, so, I like a lot of things. So, Fordham, do they have your name spelled correct? Uh, they do. Yeah. They okay. do, and they have my up-to-date uh, information. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, maybe they're waiting for you or one of your representatives to reach out to them and update the information, Yeah, G. okay. Come on. No? They should, if they're, if they're going to go as far as to claim me at a place <laughs> I never worked, at least, I mean, you should be able to do it right. Mm. And honestly... Which, now, should they lose their accreditation for doing this? Because if it was reversed, it, say, like George O'Leary and others who <laughs> have claimed to have Fair. degrees from yeah, I, certain... Yeah, it's, it's a good question. Yeah, I'm not sure if it would go that far, but it's a good question. You know what I can do? I can call the woman who helped us uh, with Tiffany Gate and see if uh-huh. she can get me an answer on this. Yeah. There was one guy there at Hofstra I really liked. Did a nice job as a professor. 
really good. One job. professor did a really well. There was another guy, but he taught Spanish. I'm talking about the communications people. Yeah. Um, but one guy really, hmm. really taught me a lot of stuff. But um, but then the rest of them no. And their internship coordinator was one of the nastiest people I'd ever met in my life. <laughs> you are funny. I'm serious. <laughs> I he liked was... a lot of my former uh, professors. Man. <sighs> UCLA, Dr. Fairchild, Texas. Oh, Dr. Dr. Fairchild. Dr. Green, I believe he's at the University mm-hmm. of Minnesota. Dr. He is. Dr. Dr. Barony, Zoltan Barony. Zoltan. Yeah. Don't great, mess with the Zoltan. Guys. Uh, my exactly. guy from the English department. Oh, what's his name? Freddie. He's outstanding. Freddie Dinkmeyer. No, what Freddie. Jones, <laughs> William Jones, Devontae Jones, Michelle Nash, and Cena Jones. Thank you for being Me. here with us. Just like and I- to share this moment. <laughs> Damn, Michelle Nash messing up the party. <laughs> Michelle Nash. <laughs> God, I can see his face. I can't call his name. But that's interesting that you don't like any of yours but one. Uh, yeah. Mm. it's Well, I mean, it's not the same type of place. You know, it's a different well, type not. of place. Sure it's, 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 it's a much bigger deal. Uh, you know, they pay people well. For, for them, you liked all your profs? <laughs> uh, they were okay. They were okay. Yeah. All right. There was one guy who just gave me an A. What? Just for the hell of it. Just gave it to you? Yeah, I'm serious. I never showed up to class. I never did any work. I told him, I was like, listen. This class is, I need this class, but it's in conflict with the part-time work I'm doing at WFAN. That's way more important to me than this. And he's like, okay, no problem. You never went to class? Never once. Yeah. I'm turning you guys in. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't say never once. Probably. I probably missed about 20 classes. Oh. Yeah. Just b- didn't turn in full assignments. What? Yeah, he gave me an A-. What's wrong with you? Were you an athlete? Uh, no. No? He just, he was like, yeah, go ahead. He's like, go take those shifts. More important than being here. He's like, you already know this stuff. It was good. I actually thought that that was a good job out of him, believe it or not. <laughs> oh, of course you well, did. No, but I, it's not like I wasn't showing up for any reason. I was showing up because I had like a steady part-time shift. Still have to show up. But it was like. I had a steady said, you'll part-time learn, shift. You'll football. Learn, you'll learn more there than you will here. That's true. That's what college, college right. should be more like that. Real life experience. Just sit here and learn a bunch of this bull crap. Well, you have to learn that that's your foundation. Then you get out in the real world and you, you learn how it's really done. That's just a part of the process. Yeah, Professor Pete, you as, know what I'm talking as about. A professor, I yeah. would consider that. Yeah. A real life experience, I yep. think, weighs in on your college career. If Thank you. you. That, Thank you, you Professor Pete. He's kissing up right Thank now. You. Thank bring you the, very much. Bring the kids in here. Yeah, that's true. Bring them in here. The whole, a hell of a lot. Out of control and out of control host. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the first lesson. Yeah, <laughs> deal with a psychopath who was also the host of the radio show. <laughs> uh, all right, Bogus has an update for us. What's going on, man? Guys, Eli Manning was throwing to luminaries like Roger Lewis, Tavares <laughs> King, and Jarrell Adams behind his sieve of an offensive line against the number one defense in the NFL, and somehow the Giants won in Denver on Sunday night football, 23-10. As Von Miller will tell you... I don't want- Sorry, this is Vaughn. There really aren't any scrubs that make it on the grass on Sunday. So they had a they had put put together a team, put together a great game plan, and you know, we lost. And the Giants won for the first time this year. Manning threw a touchdown pass to rookie tight end Evan Ingram, while Broncos QB Trevor Simeon threw a touchdown pass to Giants corner Janoris Jenkins. Jason Pierre-Paul sacked Simeon three times. The Packers say Aaron Rodgers could miss the rest of the season with a broken right collarbone. Rodgers taken down by linebacker Anthony Barr in the first quarter of what became a 23-10 loss in Minnesota. Brett Hundley threw three picks in relief. I've been preparing for this moment for a long time now, so... 
you know, obviously we didn't get the job done today, but we'll be better. Bucks QB Jameis Winston will have an MRI this week. X-rays on his right shoulder were negative. Ryan Fitzpatrick almost rallied the Bucks in Arizona. They lost that? 38-33 after trailing 31 nothing in the third quarter. Far from the field, Colin Kaepernick is filing a collusion grievance against the league and owners. He's doing so through the CBA but with his own lawyer, the Players Association says it did not know this was coming, but will support Kaepernick. He reportedly wants, at least in part, to terminate that CBA, which can happen if owners are found guilty of collusion. Cubs manager Joe Madden didn't use closer Wade Davis with Game 2 of the NLCS tied at 1 in the ninth last night. Instead, John Lackey served up Justin Turner's game-ending homer after walking Chris Taylor. Here's Madden. Once that walk occurred, then, it, then you know all bets are off against Turner. Everybody... Uh, nobody's a really great matchup against Turner. Madden went on to say he was saving Davis for a save opportunity. Turner got LA a 4-1 win in a 2-0 series lead on the 29th anniversary of Kirk Gibson's one-legged walk-off against the A's in the World Series. Game 3 tomorrow night at Wrigley. The Astros and Yankees play Game 3 of the ALCS tonight in the Bronx. Houston leads two games to none and starts the dulcet tones of Charlie Morton against C.C. Sabathia. On ice last night, the Buffalo Sabres got win number one for new head coach Phil Housley, 3-1 in Anaheim after an 0-5 start. And finally, Brad Keselowski won at Talladega to clinch his spot in the third round. Yeah, I'm really getting NASCAR into NASCAR these days. I don't know how you Keselowski, man. Yeah, Keselowski. Yeah, I've been getting into Talegada? it. How do you say that? The Kes- place? Keselowski. No, it's been the grace. place. It's been Talladega. great lately. Oh, okay. Just something about it, you know? Well, you can have it. Like real American all stuff the happening in there. You know? right? Of course. It's like yeah. a down home kind of there patriotism. Is. Like there everyone's is. on the same team. Yep. It's great. It's everybody, just about the racing. Everybody mm-hmm. stands, everybody sits down. Yeah. Just, it's just, it's mm-hmm. a beautiful display is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time you say Tavares King, I laugh because one of the key and peel football names was Tavariousness King. I've never understood uh, paid attention before, but did you watch the Bronco defensive introductions last night on NBC? I missed it, no. Because Aqib Tlaib said his name, maybe how he always says it, but it sounded like he was doing... Key and Peel. Really? Because he was like, I keep to leave. Like he was just, it was like overly <laughs> sore. Like, Could he possibly be doing that? Was no. that just how he talked? I have no idea. But it was, I no, laughed. I didn't, I didn't see it. <laughs> Tavariousness King. <laughs> oh my goodness. Tyrol Smoochie Wallace. <laughs> it doesn't get any better than that. All right. Uh, <laughs> speaking of the broadcast last night on NBC, how about Al Michaels? What are you doing? Uh, he makes a Harvey Weinstein joke. Now, yeah. James Corden was at an event. He is the guy who does the CBS show after Colbert, the, the late, late show, whatever it is. So he was at an event, and he was, he did, like, Weinstein joke after Weinstein joke, and someone recorded it and put it up there, and he was bombing with those at an event. And that's a comedian, you know? And, and I am a believer that, like, a comedian – can get away with stuff that someone else who's doing a national football broadcast can't. Yeah. And even even James Corden couldn't get away with it with his Harvey Weinstein jokes at this event he was emceeing. And here goes Al Michaels thinking that he uh. could do a Weinstein joke on NBC. It was just, it was terrible. I mean, it basically said something along the lines of the Giants had a worse week than uh, Harvey Weinstein did last week, and here they are leading the game. And he had to come back. He did apologize. He didn't say what he apologized for, but it was funny because Chris Collinsworth was like, okay, great, just move on. <laughs> That's what he said. We can't, we can't play the audio, unfortunately. Oh, but. man. Yeah, way too soon, dog. Really? 
<laughs> Wait, too is there any time yeah. to do a Weinstein joke? No. Like, probably not. No. It's what just... A predator. Yeah, I mean, you just Ugh. can't. You can't yeah. do... I guess maybe, like, people feel more comfortable doing it because there's no deaths, but it's still... I mean, I, I mean, I just don't know why it's, like, so much... You don't hear these other tragedies that we've seen happen, like, people joking about them like that. I mean, maybe it's... I don't know. Maybe they want to hit back at him in a way. To, to, I, it just was bad. It was. It was like, when I heard it, I just, it was one of those, like, shocking, like, <laughs> jaw-dropping, like, what? Did he, did he just say huh? that? No. <laughs> <laughs> On Sunday night football. Yeah. Like, not like, you know, uh, Colbert or Kimmel or Fallon. Even then, it would be like, ooh. I mean, on Sunday night football, he's dusted off his Weinstein material. Yeah, and it just Gosh. takes away from the excellent victory by the Giants because no one thought that they could roll into Denver mile high and, and win that ball game. I know I didn't. What was the, the spread? Was it like 11, 11 or 12? Yeah. And and they, I mean, you're talking about getting the ball out of Eli's hand quickly. One, two, boom. Snap, one, two, boom. He was like, nope, I am not waiting for Von Miller to get back here and introduce himself to me. He did get to him. Uh, but that that was an excellent offensive, uh, uh, excellent play calling because they leaned on the run. They forced the run. We're going to run the ball. I don't give a damn if we get negative two yards each time we try to run. We're going to run the ball, and they kept forcing the issue. And, of course, uh, McAdoo, uh, Ben McAdoo, he turns over play calling to Mike Sullivan, his OC, and you, there was a different little feel to the offense, not just the quickly getting the ball out of the hands of Eli Manning, but just saying, hey, Come hella high water, we're running the rock. We have yeah. to. Well, you have and, to against the Broncos. And, and defensively, man, that's the defense we thought we'd see week one. And they, they finally uh, surfaced, even without DRC out there, Eli Apple getting the start. Uh, they looked great. Yeah, they did. And on Friday night, a friend of mine's in a knockout pool. There's $9,000 on $9,000 in cash on the line, right? There's seven people left. He's one of the seven people, right? I'm there with him. He goes, man, you know what? I, like, I got to go with Denver in a knockout pool. I was like, oh. it's like who was it? You got Houston left? I was like, I feel better about Houston at home against the Browns. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. He's like, yeah. He's like, I know. But, I mean, there's just no way with all those injuries they're going to go up there and win. So uh, so then the bartender comes over. The guy's running a knockout pool. He goes, what do you got? And uh, my friend goes, Broncos. And I said, I don't know, man. I don't know. I like the Texans better. And the guy, the bartender goes, no way. No way. They're terrible. You got to go Broncos. Terrible. I just, I just sat there and quiet. Next thing you know, Giants knock off the Broncos. Oh, it's a tough one. Oh, it's a rough one. <laughs> I feel bad for my friend. He could smell that cash. He could smell that. Well, this tough. season, is you, just, you never know what you're going to get. Did you think the Jets were going on a three-game winning streak? Of course we did. Uh, did you think the Giants would be sitting here 0-5? Of course we did. You just don't know. It. There's so much parent in the league, and I don't know who that elite team is right now. We, we, you know, we d- discuss whether, it's, whether or not it's the Eagles. Uh, the offense with Tom Brady, they look like they're rounding into shape. We thought it might have been the Chiefs, and they yeah. take their first yeah. loss, and we haven't gotten to that yet. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll break, and we'll get to it next. And what ended up being a really entertaining game. We're coming right back. This is Geo and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You went there yesterday. Huh? I did. How are they doing? Uh, everybody's great. Yeah. Doing good. Well. Hoy and I had good fight. 
Oh, did you? Yeah, good You're little still doing that, huh? She scratched the hell out of me. Still dog. doing that fighting the dog. Gotta wrestle with the dog. Who doesn't wrestle with their dog? Um, you don't mm. wrestle with your dog. I mean, I, I play with the dog, but like full, full blown. Oh, she, she wrestling. Won. She won yesterday. Oh, did Bitch. You? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I got a bite her, and she bites Carmen back. Peralta, the mother-in-law, doing well. Cook some good food. Yeah. Good rice good. and beans. Awesome. Yeah, man, it was good. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Chiefs and Steelers. Man, I tell you, that Steelers defense. Dirty! <laughs> came to Mike play. Mike Mitchell, you dirty. Yesterday. Well, there is something about that, though. Mm-hmm. If you look. So, Mike Mitchell, I am not a fan of Mike Mitchell. Really? I'm not a fan of his. I think he's... He, Former Carolina Panther? Yeah, he's a little bit... He's just a little bit out of control. <laughs> um, but... We'll, we'll get to that in a second. Okay. First, first off, the, yeah. the the defense plays great. Yes. This chief offense d- does not get going, and it, I, mostly I think it's because of the the Steeler defense was was playing great. Kareem Hunt couldn't do a damn thing until the second half. Alex Smith did not look like the player that he was. I know that you know you, when you're looking at the Chiefs and their offensive weapons, it's it's basically Tyreek Hill, Kareem Hunt, and Travis Kelsey who was in concussion protocol and then came right back and like immediately was fine. Um, so you have those three guys. If those guys aren't going, then you got nothing on offense. And and they, they just look terrible. And here are the Steelers. It should have blown them out because Ben's playing great. Antonio Brown's playing great. Le'Veon Bell is just, he is vintage Bell doing his patient running. They should have blown him out. But they couldn't really get to that step where they, they could do that. And then Andy Reid, early in the fourth quarter, their dad's 12-3. to three. Kick the damn field goal to make it twelve to six, right. and he didn't do that. And he said after the game, he went with his gut. Uh, <laughs> Andy, <laughs> I mean, in that spot, how long it take you to go with? <laughs> I mean, you haven't done a damn thing on offense all day. You yeah. got you make it a one score game. I, I don't know if you win the game or not, but that's a no brainer. Take the points. I'm with you, uh, and that that wouldn't you wouldn't think that would be one of those uh seminal moments or, or one of those situations where you had to do a lot of deliberating take the points yeah you've been struggling to get on the board all afternoon yeah and my wife who knows nothing about sports Uh-oh. likes the Steelers yeah. even she was questioning this this is the same person <laughs> who on Saturday asked me if the Yankees were had one more series before they went to the Stanley Cup no she did <laughs> yeah, not. she did she did not. yeah she did Oh wow! So, Miss <laughs> Gina, that's all right. Ain't your fault. Yes, ain't your fault, Miss Gina. He goes, who are they playing? The Houston's? And I said, the Houston's. <laughs> what are the Houston's? The like, Houston's. She's like, is this the last series before the Stanley Cup? Whoa. I was like, oh man, she just doesn't know anything about sports. Which that's I, all right. That's which is a good thing. I yeah. actually like that. Yeah. Um, but even she was questioning Andy Reid. She loves football, so right. she was into that. And uh, yeah, just just a Why bad didn't decision. He hit the puck in the net yeah, why, why, why won't he put the puck in the I, net they're on the Come damn on. power play here what's wrong with them um and then antonio brown i mean on this touchdown catch where the ball goes off the defender's face mask and then he's just there and then part luck part unbelievable skill i yeah. think in that situation high hand uh coordination oh, and if you, if you see there's a slow-mo replay of him where his eyes you could just see his eyes focused on the defender, and then go to the football. He grabs it, and he's able to run for a touchdown. I mean, and I saw a lot of tweets from my former Pittsburgh colleagues that were saying, this is why people p- 
put up with his bullcrap. Yeah, <laughs> because you got to focus on a, a safety coming over the top to clock you, and now you're trying to catch the carom of the ball, and you are able to do all of that oh, and then turn around and burst through or up the field for a touchdown. Yeah, and how about yeah. James Harrison, who they pull out of mothballs, who hadn't even dressed in a couple of games. Wow. He comes out, his uniform is clean, and he goes and, and sacks Alex Smith. Uh, in the fourth quarter in a, in a, on a key third down and fourth down. I mean, just unbelievable. And him and Mike Tomlin were just, you know, into it after the game. And and just yeah. he was so fired up, Tomlin. I mean, that was a great win for the Steelers. All the drama that they had. Right. Yeah, all the drama that they had. What a great win to go in there and beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Chiefs just have a tough time with the Steelers, man. They just have a tough time with them. Very similar to the matchup that they had last year. They just they, It's one of those thorns in their side. Now, am I, didn't they play them twice last year in the playoffs? They lost to the Steelers. Did right. they beat them during regular season or they lost that one there I think in Pittsburgh? They, I think they might have. I think they, I think they beat the Steelers in they, regular season. Yeah, but I think you're right. Lost. I think they might have beat them bad, too, yeah. if I remember it, correctly. But, but, but then, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to be dead wrong on that. Yeah, now. but uh, you're right. <laughs> that, that, that was an interesting matchup. Alex Smith did not have the time, did not enjoy the time that he has had in the previous five ball games. They couldn't get that offense going. Uh, and uh, just a, a great effort by the defense. Of, of Pittsburgh. Well, the Steelers did win that game, and it was a blowout. So in the regular at least, season, at least I was right about that. Yeah. I, knew it was a, I knew it was a blowout. And then the playoff game was ju- it was like the same game the play- yesterday. As, as yesterday yeah, was right. as, as the playoff game. Yeah, um, and, and you're right. Some, every now and then there's just that one team that has your number and you're not able to, to get over it. So I hope we see this matchup again, though. Uh, I, even though the Steelers have owned the, the, the Kansas City Chiefs, I'd love to see it again and see what type of adjustments the Kansas City Chiefs can make. And I'm sure they've been trying to do all of that, and they felt like with all the firepower they now possess that it would be a different outcome but more of the same. All right, so on to the Mike Mitchell dirty hit. So when I first saw it, I said, man, this guy is just the worst. So basically, you know, Alex Smith is running with the football, throws on the run, and here comes Mike Mitchell, the safety, from behind like two, three seconds after he lets go of the ball and then dives right into Alex Smith's knees. Now, after the game, when Mitchell was asked about this, he said, I was pushed in the back by Steelers linebacker Anthony Ciccolo, who was in for that particular play. So I look at it more close, and there is, you can see Ciccolo push Mike Mitchell. You can see it. However, I think that he used that push, knew exactly where he was Mm -hmm. to go and do that. So I'm not saying that he wasn't pushed, but I'm saying that he conveniently used that push to be dirty. That's my final verdict, and you can take it as you see it. So... Yeah, I think that's a bunch of bull doogie. He did get pushed, though. Chickalo. He did. Blame Chickalo. it on Chickalo, man. You can't blame on Chickalo. Chickalo did push him. Chickalo did not push him. I'm going to watch the video he again because I've seen it. No, he did push him. All right. He pushed him on the shoulder pad. He did. But he didn't push him hard enough to thrust him into Alex Smith. Well, you just heard what I said. What are you God. yelling at me for? I said, you, you said Chickalo, it was Chickalo's fault. I did That's not what s- I heard you say. No, you got to listen for once. No. Listen, I said that Chickalo did push him, but he used that conveniently to roll into yeah. the back of Alex Smith. That was not even a push. But he I did, though. a shove. He has his hand on his back. Well, and he, and he does push him. He does, and he used it. That's a slap on the back, and he used it conveniently. That's a uh, that to say that's a a, a push, but he used it conveniently to make a dirty. He definitely play. used it conveniently to but make he, a dirty. He was play. already heading that direction full speed, but he didn't he go chose, down. He chose to to dive into his legs. 
He did. Right. He conveniently was like, mm-hmm. oh, you know what? Oh, I got pushed down. Oh, man. It was Chicolo's fault. It wasn't Chicolo's fault, but Chicolo <laughs> was involved. <laughs> and a Chicolo. So. Brandon Chicken, Chicolo. <laughs> yeah. They strike again. Right. Uh, so the the Chiefs, uh, with their first loss, and the Dolphins do their popping of the champagne nonsense that they do every year. They don't have to worry about that. Oh, really? Are ever they about that? Mm-hmm. They should be proud of their Dolphins getting a win on the road. I call oh. that one, Mr. Boomer, not in here, but I thought that with that run defense <laughs> wow. that the, the Dolphins could win that ball game. I'm surprised. Good for you on how that one. How about that? They were down 17 nothing in that one. Oh, God, I don't know how the Falcons have lost to the Bills and the Dolphins at yeah. all. I mean, they lost to the Bills because the Julio Jones and Muhammad Sanu go out of that game and their offense wasn't safe. This one was way worse. Now, they still didn't have Sanu yesterday. But this was just disgusting. Yep. And the way that the Dolphins have been playing, just absolutely disgusting. They should be embarrassed. I don't know if I want to start this discussion now. I won't because we're going to have differing opinions, sort of differing Uh-oh. opinions on this. On what? Uh, the whole uh, Safarian Jenkins thing. Let's uh, start it now. No, we, there's only two minutes to go. I don't want to get into a, a good discussion two minutes and then it's over. It would not be smart radio. So we'll talk oh, about something dang, else. You mean this is what I'll, this is. I don't want to do dumb radio at seven fifty two. Okay. Too late. So, <laughs> so I'll take my dumb ass home then. <laughs> uh, you only have an hour. Come on, you can you can hang in. Uh Randy Cross at the top the of the bell hour. Tolls again. <laughs> uh Randy Cross at the top of the hour. But how about I have to say, I watched a ton of Texans Browns because yeah. of fantasy football. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of plays in that game. Kevin Hogan played the worst game at quarterback I have seen since Spurgeon Wynn played Whoa. for the Minnesota God, Vikings. I'm a big fan of Kevin Hogan coming out of Stanford. Oh my God. He's had ample awful. opportunity to win that job. Blah. I mean, yeah. I'm talking puke-worthy, disgusting. The throws that he made, most of them were high. Takes the sack fumble in the end zone for a safety. Pick after pick after pick. And this is what I learned about Deshaun Kaiser. Nobody likes him because there's no way that this guy should not have been in the game at halftime. Hogan was that bad. He was playing with a blindfold on, and, <laughs> and they didn't put him back in the game. And by the way, this is something we could revisit two on more, more time. The Browns are just, I mean, I know this is like easy picking, low-hanging fruit, whatever. It's got to stop. They are just a joke. They're not an NFL team. (laughs) They're not even close to an NFL team. They're passing on guys like Deshaun Watson. They're passing on guys like Carson Wentz. They're throwing Kaiser and Hogan out there. They flat out are disgusting. They shouldn't even be. They should, you know, we talked about with JLC, the relegation in the MLS, so that needs to happen. They need to relegate the Browns. Get them out. They've won one game in two years. Are you going to send them to the college ranks? Yes. It is pathetic to watch. They'd be undefeated in the college ranks. Pathetic. And Deshaun Watson, again, by the way, I mean, he's not like at any competition. He's, you know, he's back there. Smacks him in the face. Why didn't you draft me? What did I have or not have that you wanted? I have everything that you needed, quarterback. And you pass over me for Deshaun Kaiser. Guy was like making an omelet in the pocket. A little asparagus. Oh, touchdown pass. Oh, no problem. 17 touchdowns he's contributed to. Gosh. 17, 15 be air, two on the ground. Yeah, and uh, apparently there's a report that Hugh Jackson said uh, sent a text message to Sean Watch, be ready. And then they ended up uh, not no. taking it, of course. <laughs> yeah. Don't believe that. Gio and Jones and Randy Cross next on CBS Sports Radio. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.